Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. And welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 17, Integrative Therapies with Morpheus Scarlet. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to speak with the Oncology Community Resource Liaison here at Memorial Health University Medical Center in Savannah, Georgia. And we're going to talk a little bit about what some of these resources are that could be helpful for women going through either a breast cancer diagnosis and or the treatments. And also, what about those that aren't local? What can they do? Where can they turn to find out what's available in their area? To talk to us today about some of these integrative therapies, we have that oncology resource liaison, Morphea Scarlett. Morphea and I first met at a Komen Awards breakfast. They were giving out funds to that year's grants recipients, and they had this really nice, elegant breakfast. There were a few guest speakers, and Morphea and I were sitting at the same table. We were both supporters of women. We were supporters of women fighting this, gosh, awful disease, and we were doing our part in trying to help make things better. After that, I'd see her in the lobby there at the Cancer Institute while I was waiting for my own radiation treatment. What Morphea does is she connects cancer patients to resources that are offered by the hospital, and they have a variety of these integrative therapies available for their patients. She is here today to talk a little bit about these opportunities and some of the educational and outreach programs that she works with as well. Morphea and I are paths. They just kept crossing, and I learned more and more about what she does and the innumerable services that are offered to help cancer patients. She is here today to share some of these opportunities and insights with all of us. Thank you so much for joining us here and taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us some insight on some of these opportunities that are available. We're very happy to have you here. So Thank welcome. you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So first of all, let's start by explaining what does an oncology community resource liaison do? We'll, we'll talk more about the specific services right, that are right, offered right, here right. in a minute, but you go into the field, like what, what kinds of things? I'm the Community Outreach Health Educator or Oncology Resource Liaison, and my job is to connect the community with the resources that we have here. My job is to offer education. I am at senior centers. I'm at churches. I'm at support groups. I'm at women's group, men's group. Pretty much I'm anywhere in a community where they need more information on our resources or education on a particular um, topic for cancer. So I just want to make sure that I make sure that this is clear to anybody that's listening. Our podcast is focusing on breast cancer, individuals that are that are dealing with a breast cancer diagnosis or those treatments. And so this definitely qualifies, but that what you do, it, it's kind of all encompassing for anybody that has right. any kind of cancer, right. these yeah. services. Any type of cancer, not just breast cancer, but I do have 
pockets of outreach and education that I do strictly for breast cancer, like Coleman, most definitely. Right. October is crazy busy in October because I focus on breast cancer, a lot of breast cancer education at churches, at women's group. And I particularly try to have one event that's geared just towards breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have that coming up this year as well. I'm still planning that. Let's talk about that for a minute. I know you were telling me before that you have your big event for this year is coming up in October. October, what's the date? Fourth. October 4th, we're having our community breast cancer education event. That's what I'm calling it. And um, this event is... I'm wanting it to be something fun, educational, of course, but to offer different type of services to our community, whether it's have someone come and do makeup, whether it's have someone do a bra fitting or have information about the signs and symptoms of breast cancer, which I'll have. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to having our imaging department sign women up who hasn't mm-hmm. have their mammograms yet to schedule their appointment. So it's hopefully a well-rounded educational event where women could get information about breast cancer and mammograms and so forth. So this is an incredible opportunity and an event for, I guess, lack of a better word, expert bow-ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And it's for women that are dealing with breast cancer. It's for right. those patients. It's, it's for those patients. It's for their family members. It's for their friends. It's for women who are interested and who is not sure, like, what should I do? I'm 30 years old. I'm kind of concerned or I'm 40 years old. So it's right. for it's for women. Increase awareness yes. and, pro- and be proactive with yes. your own health. Right. Most so if somebody is interested and they want to come, because it's going to be on October 4th uh-huh. and it's here at the hospital at Memorial. Yeah, it's going to be in our medical education auditorium and it starts at 1030. So it's from like 1030 to 2. Okay. So we'll have that up on our on our website, yes. togetherweweather.org. If they're hearing this and they're interested and they want to attend, they can just go there under resources mm-hmm. and get connected with wherever yes. Yes, they yes, need yes. to go. I'll send you the link. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you do a lot of educational outreach, which I think is fantastic because information is meant to empower us mm-hmm. and you can make more informed decisions when you understand mm-hmm. things better, specifically mm-hmm. about your health. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest barrier in educating women on breast cancer? There's several. There isn't one particular. In most cases, I often hear, get the feedback from women that the resources, not having access to getting insurance, Mm -hmm. or some women are just plain afraid of finding out what the results might be if they go to the doctor and have a mammogram. Mm -hmm. Some women just don't know. I thought that we have, quote unquote, painted the town pink. I mean, pink is everywhere. Everyone knows about breast cancer, and that's not what I find out when I go in the community. Mm-hmm. Women still don't know. They're not a short, They're not aware of what age they should go get their mammograms. They're not sure where. Mm-hmm. And if they go, you know, and they're not sure, how do they get the um, exam done without, you know, having the funds to do that? So it's not just one particular thing, but I think we still need to raise awareness and highlight right. the importance of going to the doctor, having that conversation, knowing what's normal for your body. I think that's I important. Say, yeah. yeah. You know, some women are not comfortable with doing breast self exams or some women do not know what's normal for their body. So right. I think um, one of the biggest thing would be to be comfortable and knowing what your body is. So when you do go to a doctor, you can say, 
this is a little right? this is off yeah i'm not comfortable with this this is not normal or this is normal so i'm fine right yeah. right to be able to have that conversation what led you to this line of work huh. it's personal for you right yes well i purposefully did not study oncology in grad school at all just because I've been affected by cancer. My stepdad passed away from stomach cancer. My aunt, two of my aunt died from breast cancer when I was in grad school. So in the span of the two years I was in grad school, I had a lot of death in cancer with cancer. And then my husband at the end of grad school was diagnosed with a rare type of throat cancer. So I was not interested in cancer at all. Mm-hmm. And then thank God he has been cancer free for six years now, but three years um, on his journey, a coworker of mine who's no longer here called me. I was at another um, organization and said, I think you would be great as an educator. I said, that's rare, but yeah, I'll come in and interview and talk to somebody. So when I came in, I had great ideas of the program. And if I was hired, this is what I'll do and I'll change this. And my director at the time was just, you know, taking notes. And then I was hired. And then she goes, here, now you run this. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, yeah. well, All these great. great ideas. Let's put them into action. Yeah. So that's how I got this position here. And my main reason for accepting the position was because of the treatment that my husband received when he was here. I stand 190,000% behind the Anderson Cancer Institute with the care that we offer to our patients, Mm -hmm. how we treat our patients. It's not a facade. They're like this every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And if we did not receive great care, then I could not stand behind the organization. And it's because of the care, our team, our doctors, our nurses, everybody, when you come through the front door, you know, it's just a different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's pleasant, it's beautiful, it's awesome, and they truly care. So that's why I'm here. And you get it. You you understand what those caretakers are going through as oh, well. Yeah. Like you you've been there. So oh, you yeah. truly oh, understand yeah. and empathize with the journey uh-huh. that these women are often facing or anybody with cancer. Mm-hmm. But okay, I want to talk a little bit about some of the services that are offered because I think the more women out there hear about this, the more that they know to ask. If you right. don't know that there's something there that right. can help you, then you don't know to reach out and say, please sign me up, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is you need. And the whole purpose is to try to help women weather their storms better. Right, right, right. And we have your informational flyer up on our website. It's under resources on togetherweweather.org. But I want you to walk us through this a bit more and explaining some of these integrative therapies. Let's, let's start first with some of the ones that are offered in the lobby. Mm-hmm. I know I came in today and they had music therapy mm-hmm. that was going on. So mm-hmm. what, What kinds of other things do you have while people are waiting in the lobby? Well, we have music therapy. We have pet therapy. um, We also have art therapy that we do. That's fun. And we have a caregiver coffee that is very near and dear to my heart. That's something that we offer while, you know, patients and family members are waiting in the lobby. And... What's the frequency that those are offered? Well, music therapy is every week, a couple of times a week. I would say at least three times a week. We have different musicians. We partner with the Savannah Philharmonic Symphony, mm-hmm. and they have musicians from... We had a harpist today. We had a trumpeter yesterday, and Monday we had a violinist, and we had a cellist last Friday. So we have different type of musician that comes in and play for us an hour at a time. 
which is very relaxing and soothing. It, it is incredibly soothing. Like, yes. as I was sitting there waiting in the lobby, um, not only today, but when I was going through yeah. my treatments, and I'd come in and I'd sit, it would just, like, lower my heart rate. Mm-hmm. It just helped me take calm. a deep yeah. breath mm-hmm. and calm. And I think that's important because when we are calm, we can think more clearly right. as well. And our blood vessels are not restricted. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Now, you also do pet therapy. Mm-hmm. I've been here on days where you've had some <laughs> sweet little puppy dogs coming in. <laughs> yes. And I remember seeing one, one day I was here for treatment and I was like, oh, that's so sweet that they have pets here, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, oh, I'll give them a little pet. And I gave him a pet and I was just like, I need a hug. Uh-huh. And I gave this dog this big old hug mm-hmm. and it just melts in my heart heart and it made me feel like okay you you know just get a little bit more loving and it it just it makes it easier yeah it really does it really does the doggies are like one of my favorite part of the integrative therapy because they truly show you love they're so happy when they see you and they give you puppy dog kisses and it makes everything else kind of melt away. Right, and you're in right. that one moment with this soft, fuzzy, like <laughs> just big old hug and love. Yep, 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 yep. I know that you have talked before about how you guys at Memorial, you'll offer a, a thermometer test that's given at key appointments. Mm-hmm. So help us understand what is a key appointment and what is this emotional thermometer? Okay, so um, that's given during an initial consultation visit, and it's pretty much, we use the NCCN, National Comprehensive Cancer Network Distress Thermometer. So we use this to assess our patient when they come in to see where you are. You know, are you in extreme distress? Do you have no distress at all? Are you having any type of problems, whether it's family problems or practical problems? You're able to check it off, and then the social worker is able to gauge where you are, how distressed you are, and then able to help you um, take advantage of some of the services like counseling therapy or hypnotherapy or reflexology or you know, spiritual care. That's when you're able to connect them to some of the yeah. stuff that we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about here in a second. Yeah. So I, I remember taking that thermometer mm-hmm. and I will say, well, first of all, I think I failed the thing because when I came in, like it was, I was in a very emotional. Oh, no, no, no. no. Well, yeah. my thermometer was like, whatever level was like, let's call them because I was, let, let me just say, I was very emotionally raw moment mm-hmm. in my treatment. Like mm-hmm. it was perhaps my moment where I needed to just reach out. And I, I want to say that I know from my own experience, I can see the tendency to want to shield, put my shields up and not mm-hmm. admit it. I think it's important for women mm-hmm. or anybody that's that's going through it to be completely honest yep. on that thing because there is no shame in reaching out and asking for help. Or feeling like today I'm not having a great day and this is how I'm feeling. There's nothing wrong with feeling like that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, you get a cancer diagnosis and it's overwhelming. It brings out a ton of different emotions. Mm-hmm. You never thought that you would have in right. one particular time. And so this distress thermometer kind of help um, our social worker and our team assess where you are and assess your psych- psychosocial needs where we can better help you right. while on your journey. And there's no such thing as failing. I mean, right. Well, and, yeah. and also just if you have, if you come in and you're having a bad day or you're having a bad moment, that doesn't define you either. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with asking for help and mm-hmm. working through whatever it right, is. Right. It's not, you, you're here, you're going to always be here. It's acknowledging that you are human and it is okay. Right. 
So let's talk about some of these therapies. You had mentioned art therapy mm-hmm. and that you partner with the Savannah College of Art and Design, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of these art therapy things that you guys do? So every year I get a new group of students who are very passionate about giving back to their community. And we kind of come up with a theme of what do we want to do for our patients. Sometimes we do art therapy in the lobby. Sometimes we go on the floor and we go in the patient's room. I divide the students up. You have to have a flu shot and all of that paperwork. Right. But sometimes it's very personal. And I mean, these are SCAD students. They're they're very good. Yeah. And the patient says, you know, can you draw me a smiley face or can you draw me a boat or whatever? So sometimes we right. open up like that. The first time that I started doing the integrative therapy program, art therapy was the first program that I did. And I took a group of students on the floors. I walked into a room and this patient was getting ready to go home and he wanted to do something special with his daughter. And then here we walk in, hey, we're doing art therapy. Well, the backstory with this patient is that he and his daughter has always painted sailboats. And then I bring in the art students and he says, can you paint me a sailboat? Because I want to paint one last painting with my daughter. And I choked up (laughs) because I'm like, and the girl, the student that was with me, she said, yes, I live on the Chesapeake Bay and I paint sailboats all the time. And it was a room of tears and they painted a sailboat and they were so happy. And the patient's wife said, she had every sailboat that her husband and daughter has done since they were little, since he was like, you know, a stick figure right. until it got really good. So this is going to go on the wall. And I'm like, oh, what a, mo- what a moment. Sweet. So I would always remember that. Always remember that. And the impact that art therapy has on, on families. Right. Yeah. I think it not only do they have this special, like, emotional connection to mm-hmm. things, but even sometimes I think the process of creating, of doing and making something can help you processing through some of the mm-hmm. emotional stuff that you may be feeling mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You guys also offer acupuncture. Mm-hmm. So first of all, explain what that is and then how can it help cancer patients? Okay. So acupuncture in layman's term is where you go to an board certified licensed acupuncturist and they will use very tiny needles to relieve pressure mm-hmm. or to remove pain from um, one part of the body or to get rid of it. And it helps with nausea, anxiety, stress, um, and pain in cancer patient. And if they have to be licensed to do this. Right. And it's tiny needles that they put all over your body or wherever you're having the discomfort. And it helps to relieve um, the discomfort that you're having. Right. I heard that it can help reduce the pain, sometimes nausea or anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. Too, I've had just... acupuncture before and for pain. And the ones I had has helped with pain, with back pain. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And some people it doesn't help. But with me personally, I've had it done before. It's not scary. I mean, I've heard good. like a porcupine. Yeah. But, <laughs> I've but, heard uh, good. Yeah. I've heard good things about it as well. Mm-hmm. What about hypnotherapy? What's that? I talked to um, Deborah Reiner. She she's got some information that we posted on our mm-hmm. website under resources as well. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about she's that. She's our hypnotherapist and she comes here twice a week to see our patients and pretty much she helps our patient learn how to control their stress. An important skill to learn, folks. Right. When you're in a stressful situation, when a doctor comes back and said, we need to scan you again, or we need to do something or whatever it is, she helps them learn how to control their stress, 
how to um, promote lifestyles changes and continue with that not just one incident but how to continue to live a stress-free life as much as possible which is going to be incredibly important because once once you have dealt with a cancer diagnosis you can move past it move through the treatments and you get to the other side but there's now a new normal Mm -hmm. like now every little time you go to the doctor there's the chance that there's that element Mm -hmm. of fear anxiety that might rise up again Mm -hmm. so having those strategies and tools to be able to handle that right is incredibly empowering yes so all these um services that we offer this year I've decided to change up how we inform our patients and family members about these therapies. I've worked with our social worker, who's Miss Mary Heaving, to come up with a way, how can we let our patients, how can we let our family members know that we offer these services? So for our caregiver coffee, every month we Mm -hmm. have a service that's highlighted, and I have the clinician that provide that service come and talk about it. So with hypnotherapy, Miss Deb Reiner, she did, I want to say April, maybe April or May, and she had the whole lobby doing deep breathing. Yes. You know, coming up up with ways to help relieve their stress, and it was great, and patients did not know we offer this. Yeah. And so we were able to give out flyers. We were able to sign people up. They were like, I didn't know that you offered this. That's one of the reasons why I'm really excited that you're able to meet and talk with us today, Mm -hmm. too, so we can help get that that word out for people. Yes. When I talked with Endeavor about hypnotherapy, she told me that it was, um, it's about Deep relaxation, Mm -hmm. allowing you to find that calmer, more peaceful state. She told me this too, which I think is pretty awesome. She said that 30 minutes of hypnosis is equivalent to an hour of REM sleep. I know, right? Sign me up. <laughs> that is awesome. I might need to see her. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Well, again, that is hypnotherapy. So, okay. So moving on, you also have, well, the American Cancer Society sponsors the Look Good Feel Better Makeovers. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Look Good Feel Better program. So they used to do that. So they've, they've revamped it now where in the past we would have a schedule every month. This is a date that we're having. Look good, feel better, where each woman that signed up, you can only do it once, so we try to get new patients, new women in the group, where you would get a makeup kit and you would have we would have a licensed cosmetologist come in and teach you how to do everything, whether mm-hmm. it's cleansing your face, how to put eyebrows on, how to... Um, put on a wig and I said well I'll teach people how to tie do head wraps because mm-hmm. some women don't want to wear a wig and right. some don't want to go bald head but they're okay with having a scarf so we did that and learning all these different options I think is really important right. because I mean you're not used to not having your hair like right. now you have to figure out what to do right I still have patients that come in that says thank you for teaching me how to tie my wrap or to do my eyebrows or something and mm-hmm. I'm like you're welcome yeah and so this year what they are doing is they're offering an online class where you can go on lookgoodfeelbetter.com and sign up for a particular class in the privacy of your own home. Oh, okay. And if you have a video camera, that'd be great because then they have their licensed cosmetologist that will show you, that will walk you through the steps that we would do here. I've only done it once so far this year where I hosted like a makeover party here in our conference room and I had several patient signs up. We had a big camera and you saw everyone from different parts of the country and they're doing their makeup together and yeah. so forth. So that's, that's what that program is about. That's awesome. And I, I want to 
add to this too that you know prior to cancer I might if I if I haven't lived this walk and and gone down this road myself I might think oh I don't need a makeover beauty comes from within I don't want to be superficial you know whatever mm-hmm. and yes beauty this this is huge this is my huge like life lesson here mm-hmm. yes your beauty is coming from within mm-hmm. but when you've gone through specifically I mean well, I can speak from my own experience mm-hmm. breast cancer Everything that I knew about my own femininity got slashed away from me. Mm-hmm. I lost my breasts. I lost my hair. I even had to have a hysterectomy. So everything that I once identified is yeah, is me being a woman mm-hmm. is now gone. And to that, for that to happen in record-breaking time, right. it's, it's like somebody... It is overwhelming. And it's like somebody just yanks the rug, right? from underneath you. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend that was actually, she taught me how to do my nails. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know that seems really silly, but I, I got my, my nails were beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it was that small little thing that just reminded me Mm -hmm. of my own femininity. Mm -hmm. And it connected me with that inner beauty Mm -hmm. that I have within. And it was just enough to remind me, you know what, these other things that I used to have, they might be gone, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't define Define me. Right. I am me and I am beautiful. Right. And I think that so, you know, somebody might who hasn't been walking down that road might say, um, not thinking twice about it, oh, that's superficial. It's not. It's, really, it's not. really not. It's really not. We've, I mean, so many women, like you said, you know, you're losing all these things in record breaking time. And this one lady lost her hair, her eyebrows, her eyelashes. You know, someone who has not gone through that journey would say, oh, it's just a hair, buy a wig. She didn't like wigs. She liked her own hair. Mm-hmm. And just using a satin scarf, just a pretty scarf, just to wrap around her head, made her feel so much better that she wore it every time she came to treatment. Yeah. And that spoke volumes. I'm like, wow, it's just a satin scarf to me. But to her, it just says, you know, you're beautiful. You right. matter. And you can do this. Right. And so um, that's what Look good, I, feel good. You do it. You do it so that you feel mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. reminds you of who you really are on right. the inside. Right. Yep. What about massage therapy? You guys offer massage therapy? Yes. Massage <laughs> therapy. So we work with our massage therapist, who is Katie Keys, at our Fitness One in our wellness center. And massage therapy, if, if one of our patients comes in and they would like to um, take advantage of the massage therapy or the acupuncture or hypnotherapy or reflexology, um, they're able to do so. So the massage therapist, she's really great. She's very knowledgeable. She's cancer certified to work with cancer patients. Okay. And regular um, individuals as well. But that's a good thing because sometimes you're tender in areas you're not right. to be touched. And so she knows how to maneuver around that and every patient that her and I have worked with has all said the same thing oh she makes me feel so much better yeah and so we do massage therapy to our art patient but we also do massage therapy on the floors so on Tuesday mornings I have the opportunity of going on the floors and I sign patients up mm-hmm. who's interested in having a massage so she goes to their room and she does a massage in their room which is very convenient because right. if I have tubes everywhere or if I can't walk or if I'm having pain I don't necessarily want to walk all the way across campus to get a massage so she goes to her 
our patients on Tuesday mornings and I sign them up and I say, Katie, you could go see room, this room number or that room number. And every patient I get the feedback. Oh, thank you so much. I needed that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is awesome. Incredible opportunities here. Yes. Um, so, but that's not it. You still have more. You have oh, yeah. um, something called reflexology, which I will admit I knew nothing about until I called Jan. Yep. She's got some information that I put up on our website too. Again, this is uh, togetherweweather.org under the resource category. Mm-hmm. Help us help us understand a little bit more about reflexology. So the thing with all these services, I've personally taken advantage of these to make sure that they that are they, high quality right. and effective. The goods yes. are good. You know, they're the great. The goods are good. Yeah, the goods are good. So Jan is awesome. So reflexology is where she applies pressure to different points of the hands and feet, ears and face to relieve that pressure and to relieve discomfort in another part of the body, which is so good. I had Jan again come to our caregiver coffee this year and she was able to do a little five minute reflexology on patients and family members in in the lobby and they're like oh my gosh that's so good you just put pressure on my fingers and it feels better in my shoulder you know and she give a little education in class like if you're stressed you could you know relax your you know do something to touch this part of your hand to help relieve your stress oh that's awesome so So she gives you some tips on how to That is fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. When I talked to her on the phone to kind of get a better understanding of reflexology, she told me that it helps decrease anxiety and stress, Mm -hmm. that it can decrease nausea, help with sleep and circulation, and then to reduce some symptoms anyway of uh, neuropathy, which is nerve damage, and lymphedema, which Mm -hmm. is that swelling. swelling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Okay, and then you also have at the hospital some yoga classes that are yes. offered? Yoga classes for our cancer survivors. They're offered free of charge for our cancer survivors and people that are, and if they're going through their treatment, it's usually held every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. and every Thursday at 12.45 in our Fitness One Wellness Center. And I want to put a plug in here about yoga in general, too, because I was always, okay, those bendy flexible people can do yoga that's not something that that joyce here is capable of doing but i um i started trying it on my own because some of the medicine that they have me on Uh just makes me feel really stiff like Uh it's hard i I look like an 80 year old woman getting up sometimes (laughs) when i've been sitting too long and my hip was hurting i'm just falling apart but anyway i thought you know what i'm gonna try some yoga i'm gonna try it just to Try to loosen things up a little bit. But what's great about it is not only does it help with, you know, the stretching and loosening things up, but there's also a mindfulness element Mm -hmm. to it and, and being able to connect and own your own body. I know like when I do yoga now, whether or not I can be super bendy, it isn't happening folks, but, (laughs) but I take ownership Mm -hmm. in that moment of this is my body, Mm -hmm. my mind, my soul. And this is, and I keep saying this, but this is my vehicle Mm -hmm. that carries me through life and I'm going to honor it and love it and connect with it. Right. And um, yoga really helps you do that. Mm-hmm. You're very attuned to your vehicle, right. to your body. That is true. And yeah, it promotes balance as well. 
Mm-hmm. And definitely relax relaxation. Yeah, and it increases your strength too. Yeah. Oh, there is yeah. definitely strength in yeah. yoga. <laughs> yeah, there is because I was under the assumption that oh, I'm just stretching and bending. No, you're gonna be stronger when yes. you do some yoga. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So these are all some really incredible opportunities that Memorial has to offer here for um, uh, cancer patients. But I want to take just a second. So for anybody out there that may be in North Carolina or Virginia or even out West, if they're living in an area and this is not their local hospital, but they want to be able to be aware of what resources are in their area, where should they go to first? What should be the first step? Okay. You want to know what's here? Go to talk to what like what is I would do? say I mean if they're cancer survivors out of state I would go to cancer.org or you know I would search cancer treatments or cancer therapies near me mm-hmm. but cancer.org that's the American Cancer Society's website and they're able to list or give you information for what they have in that state in that city in their area right and um, there's an 800 number associated with that as well. And call and say, hey, you know, I'm living in El Paso, Texas. Right. And I need some I'm, type of assistance. Right. Where should I I've go? I've heard that these are services that can help with mm-hmm. cancer. Uh, where, wh- What can I find that's near me that right. might be along these lines? And a cool thing that a lot of other organizations are doing, like the Look Good, Feel Better, they're doing stuff online. Right. So you don't necessarily have to leave your house a good bit of the time you could log in or link up to an online therapy an online support group which is kind of good because if you live really far out and transportation is a concern right you know people may not have a, a car sometimes but they may have access to a computer or a phone or something um on the website or internet where they could connect and say, well, I could log in online and still have access to speak with someone. Right. Yeah. And I think the important thing here is no matter where you are, Mm -hmm. speak up, Mm -hmm. ask, please ask, please ask. Don't, don't feel like you got to do it alone. There are some incredible opportunities that are out there and you have to ask, you have to, you have to pick up the phone. You've got to ask and you can, you know, go to those websites. You can even ask your doctor Mm -hmm. or, or there, if there's a support group that's nearby, you can ask them as well. Some of our doctors, they, um, if someone asks for a support group or someone want to volunteer, they always call me Morphia, talk to this patient. They're interested in volunteering or they're interested in, a support group can you please help them and right. it's just because of the patient asks the doctor may not necessarily have oh well you could do this but they right. know someone right who can do it so always don't, ask don't do this journey alone ask no. yes. ask ask mm-hmm. so what now you have been through that whole caregiver mm-hmm. round so for any caregivers that are out there listening what can you say to the lo- these loved ones, to those caretakers? I would say the best way that you can care for your loved one is by caring for yourself. And what I mean is you have to be healthy as well to care for someone. And I learned that totally when my husband was going through his treatment, his radiation, that I had to take even five minutes just to myself. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I would take the longest shower. Simple mm-hmm. things. Simple things. Simple I things, would yeah. go on a walk by the myself. Simple things that make a big difference. Right. I needed some time to just de-stress and woo-saw to myself. 
and I couldn't go far, but I could do those simple things. Do simple things, you know, um, if it's to get your nails painted, mm-hmm. go and get your nails painted. If it's to get a haircut, get a haircut. Or if it's to my thing as I love cookies and ice cream. Yes, I've said it. <laughs> and I would get my favorite little scoop of ice cream and cookie and I'll be happy. Right. And I love to work out, but I like to work out early in the morning when no one's awake, mm-hmm. when no one could ask me for anything. So that would be about five in the morning and that's when I would work out. Yeah. And that brings me great joy. Yeah. Yes. And then when you are well cared for, then yep. you can care for somebody yep. else. Then I'm ready to take on anything because I've now, you know, I've refilled and replenished myself. Then so now I can give to my loved ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Going back to this, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help thing. What, what might be the biggest roadblock in preventing people from asking? Think it's awareness or thinking that what you're asking for is not out there. Right. I would never forget when we were here, I would sit in the lobby. I had a particular place in the lobby where I would sit. So I totally connect, especially to the caregivers that comes in and they're twiddling their thumbs and their nervous as all get up, but they look calm and composed on the outside, but you just see that finger. Mm -hmm. Yes. So my, my heart always goes out to them. But I will never forget when we were going, when Kevin was going through his cancer treatments and the social worker at the time said, it's okay, let me help you. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? You need to help me. What help do you think I need? She said, I would bring my kids. We have four kids, and they were very small at the time. And she said, can I take the kids to the Serenity Garden? And I said, sure. And I had 10 minutes to myself, and I literally, like, crashed on the couch. Yeah. and just. But I didn't know that I needed that help because yeah. my focus was huddle around this person and give them all the love and attention and then she brought them coloring books and they were happy and I was and you had a minute I had a minute but I needed that but yeah you know asking for help whether it's can you um, watch the kids while I walk to the park Mm -hmm. I had a friend who would bring me dinner Right. So I wouldn't oh have to gosh, cook. Oh my gosh, that was the, oh, I had a friend do that for me too. Yes. That was amazing. Yes. Because I think sometimes as women, we feel like we have to do it all, all Hold the time. The yes. And that's hard. And mm-hmm. the reality of it is you don't have to do any of it alone. There mm-hmm. are things out there that can be helpful mm-hmm. and... I know I have done it. I like to think that I am a strong person mm-hmm. um, and I still fell. Mm-hmm. I fell hard. And mm-hmm. I reached out and I got help too. Mm-hmm. And no shame at all in that because mm-hmm. we are all human and right. it's okay to be human. Right. And if you have a church group or if you have no families, still ask your clinician or still say to your clinicians, you know, I'm having, I need some help in this area because they may know resources that could they can offer Connect to you. Connect to you too. Right. Right. Okay, I have just a few more questions here. You have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What do you think that our children should know? What do you want this next generation of girls that are growing into women to know about breast cancer? Most importantly, I want them to be very aware of their body. Mm-hmm. I want them to know what their breast feels like, what a normal cycle is like why it's important to go to the doctor at age 21 or at age 40 Mm -hmm. or at age 65 to have these screenings done and what these screenings are for. I want them to be 
in control of their health, mm-hmm. whether it's living a healthy lifestyle, eating healthier, exercising, and loving themselves. Educated and empowered. Yes. Yeah. You know, I want you to be educated. Right. Right. What's one thing that you want women who are diagnosed tomorrow to walk away knowing from this podcast? I want them to know that they're not alone, that there's help out there. And I want them to be comfortable with asking, mm-hmm. comfortable with not sitting in their doubt. Mm-hmm. And I want them to kick butt. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love that. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Speak up Mm -hmm. and you've got this. Yes. You don't have to walk it alone, Mm -hmm. but you've got this. Yes. Well, Morphea, thank you so much for joining us here today. We are really blessed to have you take the time to speak with us. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you too for all of y'all at home listening. Please remember that there are these integrative therapies that are out there to help provide this peace of mind and support. Whether or not you're in the Savannah area and have access to these opportunities presented by Memorial or not, ask. Ask the questions. Know that these services exist and what they are all about. Look them up wherever you are. Look them up to find out more and to find out what these opportunities are available in your own area. Check out pet therapy, music therapy, art therapy. Look into the yoga. There's acupuncture, reflexology hypnotherapy. There's the look good, feel better program. There's massage therapy. And don't forget to check out talk therapy, which we talked about in episode number four. I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.